Hello, this is Jackie Mason. Who else would talk like this? You probably say I never did anything for you. I'm going to do something for you now. Buckle up. It's a lot safer that way. Hi, you're listening to Chris T on... Wait, you're listening to me at the moment, but Mr T, not the Mr T, but Chris T will be along and I'm Ricky Gervais. What I mean is the programme that this is part of is, is Chris... You, you get the idea. He's, he's quite a sort of like a, uh, a wisecracker. I, I love those guys. I know they, 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 they laugh in the face of adversity, but they they always end up at square one. I love that. You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet. Showtime. 
radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beat. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. We have been in frequent contact with our allies, and we are marshalling the full power of the federal government and the private sector to protect the American people. This is the most aggressive and comprehensive effort to confront a foreign virus in modern history. I am confident that by counting and continuing to take these tough measures, we will significantly reduce the threat to our citizens and we will ultimately and expeditiously defeat this virus. From the beginning of time, nations and people have faced unforeseen challenges, including large-scale and very dangerous health threats. This is the way it always was and always will be. It only matters how you respond, and we are responding with great speed and professionalism. Our team is the best anywhere in the world. At the very start of the outbreak, we instituted sweeping travel restrictions on China and put in place the first federally mandated quarantine in over 50 years. We declared a public health emergency and issued the highest level of travel warning on other countries as the virus spread its horrible infection. And taking early, intense action, we have seen dramatically fewer cases of the virus in the United States that are now present in Europe. The European Union failed to take the same precautions to restrict travel from China and other hotspots. As a result, a large number of new clusters in the United States were seeded by travelers from After consulting with our top government health professionals, I have decided to take several strong but necessary actions to protect the health and well-being of all Americans. To keep new cases from entering our shores, we will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. These restrictions will be adjusted subject to conditions on the ground. There will be exemptions for Americans who have undergone appropriate screenings, and these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things as we get approval. Anything coming from Europe to the United States is what we are discussing. These restrictions will also not apply to the United Kingdom. At the same time, we are monitoring the situation in China and the South Korea. And as their situation improves, we will reevaluate the restrictions and warnings that are currently in place for a possible early opening. Earlier this week, I met with the leaders of health insurance industry who have agreed to waive all co-payments for coronavirus treatments, extend insurance coverage to these treatments, and to prevent surprise medical bills. 
We are cutting massive amounts of red tape to make antiviral therapies available in record time. These treatments will significantly reduce the impact and reach of the virus. Additionally, last week I signed into law an $8.3 billion funding bill to help CDC and other government agencies fight the virus and support vaccines, treatments, and distribution of medical supplies. Testing and testing capabilities are expanding rapidly day by day. We are moving very quickly. The vast majority of Americans, the risk is very, very low. Young and healthy people can expect to recover fully and quickly if they should get the virus. The highest risk is for elderly population with underlying health conditions. The elderly population must be very, very careful. In particular, we are strongly advising that nursing homes for the elderly suspend all medically yeah. unnecessary visits. In general, older Americans should also avoid non-essential travel in crowded areas. My administration is coordinating directly with communities with largest outbreaks, and we have issued guidance on school closures, social distancing, and reducing large gatherings. Smart action today will prevent the spread of the virus tomorrow. Every community faces different risks, and it is critical for you to follow the guidelines of your local officials who are working closely with our federal health experts, and they are the best. For all Americans, it is essential that everyone take extra precautions and practice good hygiene. Each of us has a role to play in defeating this virus. Wash your hands, clean often-used surfaces, cover your face and mouth if you sneeze or cough, and most of all, if you are sick or not feeling well, stay home. To ensure that working Americans impacted by the virus can stay home without fear of financial hardship, I will soon be taking emergency action, which is unprecedented, to provide financial relief. This will be targeted for workers who are ill, quarantined, or caring for others due to coronavirus. I will be asking Congress to take legislative action to extend this relief. Because of the economic policies that we have put into place over the last three years, we have the greatest economy anywhere in the world by far. Donnie, our you're banks out and of your financial element. institutions are fully capitalized and incredibly strong. Our unemployment <laughs> is at a historic low. <laughs> this vast economic prosperity gives us flexibility, reserves, and resources to handle any threat that comes our way. This is not a financial crisis. This is just a temporary moment of time that we will overcome together as a nation and as a world. However, to provide extra support for American workers, families, and businesses, tonight I am announcing the following additional action. I am instructing the Small Business Administration to exercise available authority to provide capital and liquidity to firms affected by the coronavirus. Effective immediately, the SBA will begin providing economic loans in affected states and territories. These low-interest loans will help small businesses overcome temporary economic disruptions caused by the virus. To this end, I am asking Congress to increase funding for this program by an additional $50 billion. Using emergency authority, 
I will be instructing the Treasury Department to defer tax payments without interest or penalties for certain individuals and businesses negatively impacted. This action will provide more than $200 billion of additional liquidity to the economy. Finally, I am calling on Congress to provide Americans with immediate payroll tax relief. Hopefully, they will consider this very strongly. We are at a critical time in the fight against the virus. We made a life-saving move with early action on China. Now we must take the same action with Europe. We will not delay. I will never hesitate to take any necessary steps to protect the lives, health, and safety of the American people. I will always put the well-being of America first. If we are vigilant and we can reduce the chance of infection, which we will, we will significantly impede the transmission of the virus. The, the virus will Donnie, not have a chance against us. No we nation is more prepared or more resilient than the United States. I we am have not the best afraid. economy, the most advanced healthcare, and the most talented doctors, scientists, and researchers anywhere in the world. We are all in this talking. together. We must put politics aside, Whoopsie stop Daisy. the partisanship, <laughs> and unify together as one nation and one family. As history has proven time and time again, Americans always rise to the challenge and overcome adversity. Our future remains brighter than anyone can imagine. It's Acting with compassion and love, we will heal the sick, mm -hmm. care for those in need, mm -hmm. help our fellow citizens, and emerge from this challenge stronger no. and more unified than ever before. You don't God say. bless you, and God bless America. Okay. Uh, Donnie, you're out of your element. Uh, I'm just going to do that for about five minutes. I'm just going to make those sounds. Pardon me. This is Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com with me, Chris T. Professional talk show host. Now working the amateur circuit here on the HoundNYC.com. Just because we don't get paid. See, we, we do this for love. We do this out of love. And uh, before I get into the president's very, 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 very bad week, I should tell you that uh, the Hound Howl is on hiatus. So we will be playing Hound Howls from uh, last year, starting with last March 17th, I believe. You'll be able to hear that on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And then, of course, it's followed by Crash and the Party. The doo-wop chop shop of the year with Mark and Miriam. This show will replay on Tuesday at 6 p.m. And between now and then, it'll become a podcast available. Apple Podcasts and Google Play and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I don't take any any solace in the fact that this was the week that Donald Trump's presidency utterly imploded. And uh, there's a great article in The Atlantic from Peter Wenner called The Trump Presidency is Over! And I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Uh, but this is the COVID-19 and self-quarantine scene edition of Aerial View. 
That ought to have a, that deserves a stinger of some kind, doesn't it? The COVID-19 and the quarantine scene. It's not quite it. Let's try this one. The COVID-19 and the quarantine scene. That's a little better. Edition of Aerial View. I am self-quarantining. On this Friday the 13th, hunkered down at home, looking at my 401k saying, What the fuck happened? And uh, a lot of people lost a lot of money this week if they were in the stock market. I'm only in the stock market insofar as I have a retirement fund. And yes, I know a lot of you don't. So uh, I have no reason to complain, right? I got nothing. There's nothing to complain about except it looks like the world is ending. And that uh, we may have a virulent pandemic. Well, we do. It's not we may. We we do have a virulent pandemic on our hands. And uh, we are utterly ill-equipped um, because of our current inept, thoroughly corrupt leadership. And, uh, you know, everything is great. It's all great until someone gets poked in the eye. And Donald Trump got poked in the eye repeatedly this week. And... America did, too. I, I, I find myself wasting time on Facebook. By the way, this show has a Facebook page, facebook.com slash callarialview. I put up a live video there a few moments ago, and uh, you can go and interact with the program if you can't get to the phone. But if you can't get to the phone, please call 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. And um, I'll put you on the air. Or uh, what we call the air. Anyway, would love to hear from you on what kind of week you're having. Where you are right now, if you're self-quarantined, do you like your house, your apartment, your condo, your car, your van down by the river, whatever you're living in? Are you becoming an indoor cat? Are you social distancing, listening to social distortion? Are you working from home? Did you take a week off? Did you take two weeks off? We're, st- we're trying to flatten the curve. we got to flatten that curve. Let's, hey, bring me that curve. I want to see if I can flatten it. Hang on a minute. Put that curve down right there. Hang on. This ought to do it. Let me see if I can flatten that curve. Oh, that didn't work. Let me try this. Hang on a second. Not better. Flatten you, mother. Flatten you mother curve, you mother effing curve. I'm not really sure why sometimes I say effing and sometimes I just use the word. I got to look into that. This is a live program here until 7 p.m. We got another, uh, oh, oh, 40 minutes or so together to figure this shit out. I, I, I started the program in a way I never do. I started with that complete... Um, train wreck of a presidential speech there people are calling it some people are saying it is the worst presidential speech of all time like it did the exact opposite of what it was supposed to it included three things that had to be corrected immediately the one about uh where people thought that the cargo wasn't going to be able to move that's what freaked out wall street he left out the word only apparently so everybody listening to it was like, oh, no, we can't move uh, cargo and freight. No. 
So the uh, stock market took a plunge. And then he, he forgot to mention that if you're like a permanent U.S. citizen, you, you, you were free to leave Europe. So people are lining up at uh, Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris buying $3,000 tickets to get the hell out of France. And then he said that uh, that, that, that treatment for the coronavirus was going to be free. And then insurance companies had to say, no, no. What do you think? We got Medicare for all? Medicaid for What do you think? No, 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 no. The testing is free. We'll give, we'll give you a test, but then if you need treatment, you have to pay. We don't know how much yet because we don't eh, we haven't really set the rate. But uh, be prepared to maybe sell your house or go bankrupt. Either way, we'll get ours. Don't you worry. We'll say I will save your life. You'll have many more years drinking white claws. Don't you worry. But it's going to cost you. Okay? You don't got this socialism with so. Man, they should have made me the representative from the healthcare industry after Trump said that crap. Wait! What? Free? No! So, yeah, if you get this thing. Uh, be prepared. It's going to cost you. No one's going to... No one's... Uh, they, they, what are we in this for? Altruism? Come on. What do you think we're doing here? Trying to make a few bucks, for God's sakes. You think this stuff is cheap? So, uh, it's a very interesting time. It's like that thing that they always claim Confucius, Confucius said. May you live in interesting times. I don't know. Either that or it's like something from Ireland. It might be Scottish. I don't know. Uh, but we are, by the way, in a state of emergency as we speak here on Aerial View. This is Aerial View on HoundNYC.com. Live phone in talk radio at 760. I call AV 760-422-5528. It is a national state of emergency currently. So, uh, we're going to have to round up all your radios. Okay? The base is being put on condition red. Huh. All right. I. That sounds good to me. Now last, and possibly most important, I want all privately owned radios to be immediately impounded. They might be used to issue instructions to saboteurs. As I previously arranged, air police will have lists of all owners, and I want every single one of them collected without exception. Incredibly obvious, isn't it? A foreign substance is introduced into our precious bodily fluids without the knowledge of the individual, certainly without any choice. That's the way your hardcore commie works. Already the conspiracy theories circulating online about, uh, and, and, and from people you think would know better, too. That's the thing. That's the thing, see? The thing that really gets me is people, you think, don't they know better? Doesn't that person know better? Than to advance this bullshit so freely, don't they know better? And I've, I've, several times already, I've said to people, "Hey, hey, come on, is this really helpful? 
Is this really, aren't you, isn't this just a reflection of what they're saying over there on the Fox News? What Brian Kilmeade and those other fucking tools that the president listens to. I mean, that's who's leading our government. In case you were wondering, Fox and Friends is calling the shots. In case you were wondering, those complete and utter tools, those morons, those worst people possible. Are our influencers when it comes to this disastrous president? Uh, but I mentioned Peter Wanner's uh, W E H N E R article, op-ed piece in the Atlantic came out at about 11 a.m. this morning, titled "The Trump Presidency Is Over." Subtitled, it has taken a good deal longer than it should have, but Americans have now seen the con man behind the curtain. There's your Wizard of Oz reference. And um, Peter Winter says uh, that he wrote in January 2016 that despite, quote, being a lifelong Republican who worked in the previous three GOP administrations, I would never vote for Donald Trump, even though his administration would align much more with my policy views than a Hillary Clinton presidency would. And a lot of my Republican friends were befuddled. How could I not vote for a person who checked far more of my policy boxes than his opponent? What I explained then and what I've, what I've said many times since is that Trump is fundamentally unfit intellectually, morally, temperamentally, and psychologically for office. For me, that is the paramount consideration in electing a president, in part because at some point it's reasonable to expect that a president will face an unexpected crisis, and at that point, the president's judgment and discernment, his character and leadership ability will really matter. So yeah, I'm not going to sit here and read this whole thing, find it. It's on my personal Facebook page. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'll even put it on the Aerial View page so you can see it. And uh, it's it's a really good read. I'm going to fast forward to the bottom. Let's go. Let's go. It's a race to the bottom. Let's just have a, uh, a race to the bottom. And, and uh, it, the article, the piece, it's not news. It's a piece, but it includes a lot of news. There's a lot of news in here about uh, exactly how the Trump administration screwed up the response to this and uh, wasted five to six weeks or more when uh, they could have been testing people and quarantining people and uh, containing this thing. And now, now we got a shit storm to deal with. I'm staying home. You hear me? You want to see me? You come over to the house. But... I'm going to make you put on a Tyvek suit before you enter. And and like it's going to be like you're going into a clean room. It's going to be like you're working on the space shuttle. It's going to be like that. You want to come over here. And better, better yet, don't come over here. That's what the internet's for. As long as the grid doesn't go down, we can still see each other, talk to each other, what have you. And that's great. Because I, 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 I don't want to get this thing. This thing scares me. I got what they call the underlying health issues. Uh, not as many health issues underlying as Rush Limbaugh, for instance, who refuses to die for whatever reason. Didn't he tell us a while back now that uh, he had cancer? Inoperable? Terminal? What's taking you so long, cancer? He said, tapping his wristwatch. What's taking you so long? On Wednesday, I had to go and uh, do this freelance gig, and it happened to be at a, at a 
at a governmental office, and uh, like a like a big one. I mean, they, there was a TV show named after this particular governmental agency. Let's just put it that way. And I sat in the lobby, and a security guard was listening to 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 that bloviating blowhard Rush Limbaugh, and I was forced forced, I tell you, to listen to it. And uh, and and that guy, first of all, his voice has gone up like a couple of octaves. He's like. <laughs> Like, if you didn't understand what he was saying, that's what it would sound like. And, uh, I just, I couldn't believe the crap that was coming out of him. The things he was saying that were so completely, uh, scary. Scary in that it's very it was it was misleading people it was making them think that somehow this thing isn't that bad the the democrats are playing it up for political reasons because they don't want to see the president this is their latest hoax they don't want to see him reelected and so they're going to use this and they're 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 really they're really trying to alarm people for no good reason and i thought great great I, I I hope you're okay with the blood on your hands. It's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Some idiot going to go to Costco, start coughing all over everybody, and that'll be that. By the way, my brother works at a Costco, and I, I hear, I get reports that things are madness there. And you may have seen the uh, reports in the news. You may have seen the pictures. Yeah, but the, the, the shells have been stripped bare. If you're heading out, to the store now, to the Costco, uh, you're not going to find much there. I hate to tell you. Uh, you're going to have to hope that they get another delivery of toilet paper through. Uh, this is Chris T. on Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com. And um, I would love to hear from you at 760-I-CALL-AV, 760 760- 422-5528 and here for another uh, 28 minutes or so talking about the worst week ever the week that uh, likely ended the Trump presidency now who knows uh, if the economy will rebound it's up the Wall Street is up nine percent but Wall Street is not the economy this thing is gonna have a ripple effect people are gonna lose their jobs people are gonna go out of business uh, not going to be good. Let me call a shut-in. This is the call a shut-in moment of the program. Hello. Hey, shut-in. How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Keith Hartel joining me here uh, on the COVID-19 and the self-quarantine scene. See, that could be the name for your band, your next band. No, it's not a good name for a man. Um, Keith Artell is 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 uh, hunkered down at home, as are most of us, and so I decided I would give him a call just to just to check in. It's been a it's been a minute since we spoke. Uh, Indeed. But, but how do you respond when people say that this is uh, the Trump presidency is over? Do you think people are counting him out too easily, too soon? Well. Um, no, I think I think that this is uh, well, as you know, 
Um, I am skeptical every time they, they say, like, this has got them. Um, it, and it never, it, I was always right to be skeptical before. Yes. This particular situation, yes. this is the thing where he has the fucking, the emergency catastrophe <laughs> that tests the president and he is just failing, like just like really failing hard right in the election year. Yeah. As if the coronavirus had targeted his presidency, but like, um, no, this, this, this is, I, I think this, um, I mean, things are so crazy these days. You never know what's going to happen, but this to me looks like okay. So how here's he, here's how he gets finished off. Here's one of my favorite things: is that Ivanka met with that Brazilian who now has tested positive, right? Right. And so now Jared's got it, and uh, Daddy probably has it, and maybe Don Junior has it, and Eric has it. Who knows? Who knows? M- Melania probably has kept her distance. She's probably been doing social distancing since she entered the White House. Uh, no. no I, she was doing social distancing before she's in the White House. That's right. like a known fact about her. Yeah. That's why she hates being the first lady. She has to be around people. Right. Yeah. She would just prefer yeah. to go yeah. shopping if at all possible. You know, that's really there was there was a whole um, one of one of those like BuzzFeeds or whatever did some kind of analysis of her Instagram about how her worldview was. And it was that all of her pictures were either of, of the inside of her home or of outside from inside a limousine. That was before she was the first lady. Wow. Like, so, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, she's, she's a gilded cage, you know, fucking bird. Right. And that's cool. I, and I respect that because I, like, you know, I, I would live like that. <laughs> yeah. No, given the resources, most of us would. And that's why they're saying, hey, who in the hell is they? They're saying that people with money are going to do better with this thing than people who don't. But, I mean, that seems like stating the obvious. I mean, people with money, generally speaking, do better. Yeah, Yeah, at most things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Because they don't have to be worried about whether they work tomorrow or not. Right, yes. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know. Yeah, that might have something to do with it. Uh, they but don't have the to... Trump thing, uh, as far as like his handling of this is like you look at say I don't know like uh, like whatever Ted Cruz or or Matt Gates or whoever like they get exposed and they just announced um, I self quarantined because I was exposed and it's very simple that's the normal thing to do right so what I'm saying is like the worst Republicans in the Republicans are just other than Trump and Trump family are also acting normal and. Like, this is the time where there's finally, like, he's doing a thing where he's he's not acknowledging reality in a way that even his own side can't go along with him, even behaviorally. Yeah, I mean, that's what this uh, op-ed piece in The Atlantic is essentially saying, is that this time he can't fake his way through it. Like, he's faked his way yeah. through a lot of things in life. He's used, um, what did he call it in The Art of the Deal? Like, uh, something, you know... Oh, oh. Artful hyperbole Art, artful, or creative yeah, hyperbole. Yeah. Heightened hyperbole, which, you know, something. Liming. Right. Yeah. And and so, you know, uh, what they call in the real estate industry, fluffing. And so yeah. he is a, a developer and that he's used to fluffing. And you can't fluff your way through this. It's not going to work this time because you can't lie a pandemic away. It's just it's not going to respond to your nonsense. Well, that's- that's 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 right. Well, and another similar like kind of a parallel analysis I've seen about it is that what Trump has been able to do so far is, you know, when you're talking about any kind of like political stuff or diplomatic stuff, 
is he can really just like Trump attitude or so far has been able to Trump attitude his way to steamroll any fucking human being that's ever come at him so far. And this thing is not a person. Yeah, but he hasn't so given it, it a it nickname. It doesn't have an attitude. Yeah, he can't give it. What, what yeah. Kind of, yeah, what what kind of nickname could he possibly give it? I mean, uh, the south of the I, no. He, well, he I love that he said it was. You know, he emphasized that it was from China. He talked about it being a foreign invasion. Basically, he he it, like that's the thing. He understands. I could put up a border wall, but that's not going to stop this thing. That he, his tools are useless against this. And yes, you know, the problem is when you have someone as craven as Donald Trump in the Oval Office, whose only real consideration is himself, and in this yes. case, that means getting reelected. Um, you know, he'll he'll say or do whatever he needs to, even if it's complete. If it has to. Even if the experts have to trot out minutes later and say, "Yeah, well, no, he misspoke and he didn't," and and so what we're what we've been finding is a great deal of misinformation. Does that surprise anybody? Is that like saying the rich can weather a crisis better than the rest of us? Uh, um, it, no, that that doesn't surprise anybody. But I, I would say that you know it's it's a very funny thing because like like Trump getting this being the thing that derails him, which doesn't it doesn't fit anyone's fantasy. Because everyone wanted to see the Trump slayer come and make him embarrassed by by coming up with the ultimate insult that would put him in his place. Like, that was everyone's fantasy. That was yes. never going to happen. Yes. And then, so this happens and takes Trump out in a way that was not, doesn't make anyone happy. No one's enjoying it. Because it's real. Well, <laughs> And then yeah. at the same time, it's an indictment of, like, you know, you have the Democratic primary was... Uh, made largely into a referendum about health care. And the guy that the de- the guy that really cared about making sure everyone has access to health care, they just fucked that guy as hard as they could in in public in front of everyone and and they still don't want him to talk. And it's like, you know, I mean Trump is fucked, you know, dropping the ball left and right. But the way that our system is set up was we were all re- we weren't set up to handle this. This has been predicted years ago. Bill Gates said it that the way um, the American healthcare system was not set up to be ready for this and it was going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. So, and so there's another level where people like love to say how Trump's blowing it, but they don't want to talk. So, I mean, some people obviously are up for it, but they don't want to talk about how, no, like this is, this tells you, this is why we always needed, you know, to be a civilized country where everyone has access to healthcare, you know, very simple, preventive, go to a doctor is not a thing. Well, um, there is a six-part series on on Netflix right now called Pandemic, and it's uh, I don't know how they got this thing out there so fast, but it it doesn't. Um, it was produced before this thing uh, crept out of China, out of a bat's asshole, mm-hmm. or wherever the hell it came from. And I'm not buying yeah. into this whole. I don't. I'm not buying into that this thing was created by the Chinese or the Russians or the Americans. I'm not, I mean, when people do that, you know why it makes me insane because it really relegates the awesome power of nature to like this bit player that somehow nature isn't so awesome on its own that it could create this killing thing that leaps from animals to us and and has uh, i mean the spanish flu everybody knows this 1919 50 to 100 million people dead right so when when you come up with your crackpot conspiracy theories not you Keith Hartel but the ones I'm seeing online uh, it really it really insults mother nature 
And and is that what you're is that what you're trying to do? Are you trying to say because George Carlin, how many years ago he said the planet won't die, will die. You know, the planet will late shake 90s, us off yeah, like a bad 90s. cold, right? The planet will shake yep. us off like a bad cold. And so when you say this was invented in a Russian lab or Chinese lab or American lab, because I've heard all three, you are really fucking over Mother Nature. And I don't like that. You you, you can't yeah, well, fool Mother Nature. Remember, like well, in the commercial? Um, I don't know, man. There's been, like, there's a guy, I think it's the same guy that was, like, the... Um, pandemic expert that was on joe rogan this week had been on in the past and written books about it and stuff but i'd heard this guy years ago on on rogan and he just said like if people knew like what we're up against trying to get ahead of the superbugs that are like about to bust out at any moment no one would be worried about nuclear war um fucking the climate terrorism like if we knew how close that was his point was like if, if that if he if we knew how imminent the threat of pandemic always was is no one so th that to me like you know going along with like your thing about why conspiracy theorize over it i'm saying yeah i've heard guys saying for years like no this is the real threat it's actually more threatening than the stuff that they scare you about all the time so I'm, I, I strongly uh, agree with that one. Besides which, it's a goofy way to do a conspiracy because it's like, you know, fucks up the economy. Uh, the, the unintended side effects, like you have to go really high up Illuminati. Like you have to go to that, like um, the um, uh, depopulating the 85% depopulation scheme at the top of the Illuminati. So maybe it's that. I mean, I wouldn't rule that out. But... But sort of for coming from the very top to depopulate 85% of the world, if that's not what the motivation is, then obviously it's a natural occurring uh, infection. Well, okay. I, I don't even want to step through them because they're ridiculous and a waste of time. But uh, China... I'm being a little funny. I'm trying I, I, to be funny. No, no, no. I, I, and you are. Inside, I'm laughing. <laughs> Outside, I'm crying. I know it's supposed to be the other way around, according to Smokey Robinson. I should be crying on the inside, but it's the other way around. Uh, I find yeah. crying uh, repels germs from my eyes, so that's why I'm doing it. The salty discharge, yep. yes. So, um, yeah, and, and I think uh, this is the kind of thing that can make a society so easily lose its mind. And Keith Artell and I are both fans of anarchy, you know, and you th you're beginning to think, you know, maybe we'll see actual anarchy at the Costco, you know, like that. Uh, yeah. Th that, that could be a thing because um, – a friend of mine in Orange County out in California put up a picture of him. You know, like, he, I, I don't know. His name is Ryan. I don't know where Ryan's mm -hmm. head is at, but Ryan was making a run down to the Costco for some, you know, regular things that he always buys at the Costco. And he gets there uh -huh. and there's a line wrapped around the building. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, what, what? And I, so maybe, um, like my mother eventually did, Keith Hartel, like, Maybe Ryan stopped looking at the news. Maybe he was like, I, I, yeah, I, the yeah. news is too upsetting. I'm going to stop looking at it, right? Because if I don't look at it, yeah. then it's not really happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, but I, you can't do that with this. You can't not look at the news about a pandemic. I mean, it's kind of news you need to have. This isn't like following the impeachment trial. This isn't like... You know what's he gonna do with Mueller? This this isn't like what what did he call Lindsey Graham today? This that's all news we follow because it's I, I mean 
it's it's the ongoing reality show that we all somehow, well, not all of us, signed up for in 2016. Right. And now it's real reality. Now, uh, to quote a friend of mine, shut has just got real. Shut just got real because everything is shut. I'm hearing from people whose parties I was going to go to, fuck the party. I'm hearing from people whose plays yeah. were going to open, fuck the play. I'm hearing from Dude. from your wife, from from your wife's show. Now they're, they've shut the, the venue down, right? They don't want people. We had two gigs. We had two gigs next week that both got canceled at two different places. At two, in different, two different, places. different states, right? And you are are, are working <laughs> uh, musicians, and and it's income lost, and people are going to lose income. People are going already losing income. People are going to lose businesses over this. Businesses are going to have to close uh, because they'll go a month yeah. without anybody walking through their door. And so this is going to be an economic catastrophe. My 401k went down about 11%. And again, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there are people who don't have 401k, so I'm not going to go that deep into it. But when you look at that and then people are telling you to stay the course, to stay in the market, because the market traditionally has had the best returns, you begin to wonder, are they working for the market or are they working for me? Who are they working for? Yeah. 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 Well, to, uh, to, to a guy whose only tool is a hammer, everything looks, looks like, like a nail. nail. There's some of that going on. There is, yeah. That kind of advice, if nothing yeah. else. Now, let's talk about uh, what they did to Bernie Sanders. And uh, they, uh, now, I, I think Keith Hartel and I differ on this. I'm not sure that it's necessary for people to meet in a back room to realize what they all have in common. I believe what Noam Chomsky called the, you know, manufacturing of manufacturing consent. consent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that those people um, who uh, said, you know, the last thing we need is a Bernie Sanders candidate, you know, uh, a nominee, decided to throw their weight behind Joe Biden. Um, but now, there's no, there's no way that that Klobuchar and Pete both simultaneously within two days of Super Tuesday. Both at the same time suspend their campaigns, announce support for Joe Biden and Pete's in the commercial without someone organizing that. There, there's no way. There's no way that happened organically. So, what do you think happened? That at begs. The I question. think I think uh, Obama. People like to say Obama made the calls. It didn't have to be, but someone points out, like a guy like Pete Buttigieg. Klobuchar to a different degree, but especially Buttigieg, they're 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 like they're going to do what's going to make the DNC happy. But someone told them, like, Buttigieg, like, you got to understand, no one who placed first two in the first two contests has ever dropped out before Super Tuesday, ever, ever. Historically, it's never happened. So Buttigieg is a a historical anomaly in the face of the other historical anomaly, which is no one ever won the first three contests um, popular vote. That's never happened either, which Bernie did. So... Um, they definitely like that thing before Super Tuesday where they rallied the forces. It sent a message to the party and sent a message to the viewers at home or whatever that um, defeating Bernie was important because now you hear about there's these record turnouts of people voting for Biden. Somehow um, the country was persuaded it was urgent to not to to defeat Bernie more so than to nominate Biden. You know, uh, what do you attribute that to? Do you do you think uh, that this is that there is some malfeasance behind this, or is it fear? Is it fear that um, you know people are worried that 
really what needs to happen is Trump needs to be defeated and no, Bernie is I do not too believe much, that at all. Too I much don't, of a I don't reach. That. No, okay. Because because Biden's been Biden has has been so proven to not be like he's the only guy out of that whole field, and I mean everyone that was started running in like the twenty some odd. Biden's the only guy that you get to see that Trump would just obviously, if they were debating, Trump would just fucking wipe the floor with him. Now, even in his current condition in this crisis, Trump still would destroy Biden because, you know, I've heard the material. He's very good at it. He delivers it very smoothly. But the thing is, they're more scared of Bernie becoming president than they are of Trump being president again, because Bernie threatens the entire structure. He threatens money in politics. He threatens the insurance industry. Trump really doesn't threaten anything except for, like, you know, everyone's life. But the people that make these decisions, they're not that worried about the lives. They're worried about the money. And Bernie was really going to fuck with people's, like, how they get their money. The people that make the decisions or, you know, call the shots or make the direction or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. Those people, Bernie I, was going like, to fucking you know fuck like, like, Look at a guy like Bloomberg. I like the expression, pull the string. The people who pull the strings. Yes. The people who pull the yes. strings. But but here's again, I go back to this idea of like, did they need to get together and agree about this? Maybe some, you know, maybe Obama called up somebody and said, hey, by the way, you know, it would be good for your future is if you got on board with this whole uh, that 70s Joe train and let's ride it yeah. all the way. Uh, and and yeah, obviously anybody in the in the corporate power structure who took a look at what Bernie Sanders was talking about was quaking in their boots because ultimately the rest of us still have the numbers. I mean, they have the money, we have the numbers. And yeah. so if it came down to a money versus numbers game, I do believe the numbers would take it. And yeah. uh, I think that absent large-scale manipulation of voting machines and uh, you know some Russian disinformation camp, uh, you could have a decisive victory as well because, you know, what, obviously those ideas that Bernie uh, brought to the fore, the ones that he's talked about uh, forever and consistently, including uh, universal health care and child care and uh, college free and all these things uh, that everybody says we can't afford. We can afford all these other things, Keith Artel. Somehow we can't afford Especially that. Especially war, the very costly, ongoing, always war. Right. Eisenhower's rolling over in his grave! Hey, so, I told you, motherfuckers. I told you, motherfuckers. What did I tell you? I told you this was going to happen. So now, uh, just to, to retrace our steps. So so Bernie, who is f forever, he's been very consistent. Again, There's you could find statements of his going back 35 40 years on these topics maybe even longer um yeah where, where he has said you know these are the things that are wrong that i see that are wrong the things that need to be addressed working people need to have a voice they need to be able to unionize they need to be able to uh get a paid sick leave they need these things and we're gonna just move the fulcrum on this lever here we're gonna move the fulcrum a little bit more towards the side of, you know, the side of justice, economic justice. Yeah. And when people see yeah. that happening, who have lots and lots of money, they can marshal those resources. They can marshal that money to, uh, you know, back the ads, buy the ads that are needed, do whatever they need to do to essentially say this is a really bad idea and it's never going to work and it's doomed to failure. Um, 
Yeah. Meanwhile, all these people are going, you know, that, that thing that Bernie's talking about, it sounds pretty good to me. I would do that. And I don't know where we go yeah. now because, Keith, Keith here's, my, here's my fear. I mean, I'm, I, you know, not just afraid of COVID-19. That's why I'm doing the self-quarantine scene. Um, right. I, I've already seen a number of people I know and, you know, respected and I, I'm not going to say admire on, on uh, social media say – that uh, they would never in, in a million years vote for Joe Biden, that it's never going to happen, that he's just as bad or worse. We're seeing a replay of what went on in 2016, where it was like, I would never vote for that woman, not in a million years. She's just as bad yeah. or worse. And I'm like, really? Come on. R- really? Are we going to do this now? Are we going to... Are we gonna take our ball and our bat and go home? I mean, I don't know. I. <sighs> well, um, but um, the thing is um, now w- one of the things that I, I have to say from my own point of view is, as like as a resident of New Jersey, I feel like this is an issue I do not have to personally grapple with because it doesn't matter that I would vote for Joe Biden or not. Yes, but I'm 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 not I'm not a never Biden, but I. The, 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 the phrase blue no matter who makes me fucking sick that's propaganda loser fucking take you know take eat shit motherfucker talk like that blue no matter who but i'm also not a never biden so part of so that's part of the thing right there is that only people in battleground states it does it only matters in battleground states if people are having this attitude and then the thing on top of that is sort of like this is why I think the Democrats don't care about beating Trump is because they're putting the guy that's the most offensive to that like left contingent and also a guy that like just will lose debates against Trump and is also bringing nothing to the table less and makes Hillary look like I mean, remember when Obama got up and he was just like Hillary is in American history, most qualified person ever to run for president. I do remember, remember that. that line. Yes, I do remember that. Now, the thing is, I didn't care for Hillary, but when he made that case, I was like, "Oh, you got to admit, uh, I don't know that that checks out." Like, yeah, but like Hillary, it was a superstar fucking candidate compared to Biden because it was going to be the first woman. There was already a foregone conclusion that we were going to end up having her as the first woman president, and it, it like no one expected Trump to beat her. So even people like saying that they wouldn't vote for Hillary. They weren't expecting to not vote for Hillary and yeah. Trump to win. I don't think most of them. Here, I'm, you know, but, um, listen, but listen, before we run out of road, we got about four minutes yeah. left. Uh, I, I, here's my sales pitch on Joe Biden, all right? Joe Biden, yeah, okay. everybody says, is a decent guy. Now, uh, is his you know son like a moocher? Probably. I, I do believe his son you know, can't get honest work, unfortunately, or doesn't want to. Maybe it's one of those two. You know, he's not supposed to. Right. He's not supposed to. He's just supposed to not get thrown out of the military for smoking crack, um, impregnate strippers, and then fucking start a deal in, in fucking um, Ukraine when his father is distributing money in Ukraine. That's yeah. the only thing he's yeah. not supposed to do. All that's, right. That's, that's, that's something. I, I don't judge, though, but I don't judge. Uh, no, yeah. But but let's talk about Joe for a minute, because Joe is now, what, 78 years old, right? He is. Yes. He's, he's friggin' old. Uh, and yes. he's been running for president since 1988. Uh, that's yes. a long goddamn time. Um, people yep. are worried about his uh, mental capacities. They worry that there's cognitive decline. I worry that about uh, about Donald Trump as well. I'm not that worried uh, with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders still seems pretty sharp. And with it, 
and uh, you don't have the same amount of gaffes and ridiculous statements like, you know, coming out of uh, Donald Trump. Now, uh, Joe, I think, would be very entertaining. That's the first part of my sales pitch. I think uh, if he would be an entertaining president, not as entertaining as the current one, entertaining in a sort of I'm standing on the edge of a precipice and this strong wind might blow me over, that kind of entertaining. But Joe Biden would still be an entertaining president. Something tells me. Yeah, possibly. 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 I also think he may choose a female running mate. If he knows what he's doing... He, he would definitely he, will. He, he I think will. he definitely will. And and uh, I know that you said if it was Elizabeth Warren, that that would bring some yeah. Bernie people over and make them feel better about what's happening because at least, you know, Elizabeth Warren uh, it believes in a lot of the same things that Bernie Sanders does. And Yes, and know, also that, that, that this case of, of Joe Biden running, the VP... Everyone's going to expect to be the VP to be a Cheney-esque de facto real president. So Elizabeth Warren, someone or someone like Elizabeth Warren, but let's say her specifically since everyone she's everyone's favorite person in the world, apparently, all of a sudden. But that that would be a real that's a real good sell, if you ask me like that, like she would end up being de facto probable president and probable next president i think that's a strong fucking pitch i think so too i think it makes sense even from a data standpoint because she could bring all those other people along you know and then you could say wow wait a minute this could be interesting you know this could be an interesting approach there could be real enthusiasm and there could even be like a legit like progress is happening enthusiasm that's not only that it's a woman Right, and but then the policy. and then uh, you know you you bring Bernie along, you put him in the administration somewhere, you let him run Medicare for all or, or whatever whatever it is that you would would be very public because I think he would be great with the public and is yeah. he's really passionate about so whether that's the college you know program or or you know Medicare for all or running the health department or whatever the hell it is, I think that would be really powerful. And I I, I, I I understand what you're saying about Donald Trump has developed all this steamrolling material for the debate. I just I I think that uh, Joe might be able to go toe to toe with him at least for a little while in the early rounds. Oh, no, no, in the not, later not rounds, not even close. No, you don't think so? I we got to di- no, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Joe can't face civilians. All right, listen. Like, Trump has never attacked a civilian at a, like, at an event. Listen, I got to wrap things up. I got to go. Thank you, Keith Ortel. I appreciate you being here with me for all this time. And uh, Keith uh, can be found on Facebook at Keith Hartel. Just look for Keith Hartel. There's not too many other ones on there. And uh, I will be replaying the show on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Sometime between now and then, it becomes a podcast available from... uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Play and everywhere else you get podcasts. Don't forget, uh, The Hound is on hiatus, so there'll be a Hound Howl from last year at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And then, Crash in the Party, Mark and Miriam, 5 p.m., the doo-wop chop shop of the air. And uh, I will see you very soon here on thehoundnyc.com.
Mason. Jackie Mason reminding you to take your belongings. You don't have to take them, but if you want to, it's up to you. By the way, ask for a receipt. Take it, ask them. Don't be ashamed.